think about my creature, the eagle, says the Lord. Think about the beautiful bird that I created, said God, the eagle. The eagle is patient while they sit up on a rock in a cave with all their feathers removed, all their defenses, all their self-protection, all their self-substance, that which causes them to fly. They go through a process in me, said God, a process in me, said the Lord, where they have no choice but to wait upon me, to wait for the growth, to wait for the fruit, to wait for that which is being developed in them, in the secret place, in the secret place, in the hiding place, in the hiding place. For those that are free in my spirit, those that are free in the Holy Spirit have waited upon me in the secret place. They have learned to be patient. When they have, they come to the end of themselves, said God, hear me, my children who go into the secret place and they shut the door and they cry out to me and they bear their hearts before me, said God, and they're vulnerable before me, said the Lord, and they're honest before me, says God. And you shall mount up with wings like the eagle. You shall run and not be weary. Wait upon me, said God. Wait upon me, said God. Wait upon me, said God. For the refreshings are coming. The refreshing of my wind, of my spirit, said God. Empty yourself out before me. Submit yourself to me. And I shall fill you anew. I shall fill you afresh. I will give you a fresh word every morning. Every morning. Every morning. Every morning. My my mercies are new. Every morning joy comes. Every morning. Every morning I will give you the words that you need for that day and for that hour for your purposes in me, said God. Or did you not sing, If My God? Did you not sing, If My God? For I say, as you rest in my presence, I am your God. As you sung it this morning, claim it for no weapon formed against you will prosper as you sit in the vulnerable time waiting upon me no weapon will prosper for in this hour I've called you to wait in my presence for in this hour I've called you to wait upon me do not go in the battle without me do not walk before me but as you sit and you wait upon me I will encourage you I will grow you. I will strengthen you, says the Spirit of the Lord. For I am with you. I am with you. I say it again, I am with you. 
Doubt not. Worry not. Fear not. For when you feel vulnerable, I have surrounded you. When you feel like I can't do it, it's because I am doing it. When you feel like I have no more, it's because I'm breathing new life into you. When you feel like I cannot go on, I am the one who will pick you up and carry you. Wait upon me, says the Lord. For this hour, I am building you. I am strengthening you. I am encouraging you. And I am preparing you to receive to receive what I truly have for you. For it's not if my God, it is my God, says the Spirit of the Lord. Now listen, I want to ask you something as we lift up these requests for prayer, that everybody in this place that is in expectation of God doing something for you today, and you love Jesus with all your heart and soul, I want you for just 15 seconds, I'm not asking for much, just 15 seconds, if you lift your voices, your hands, and your hearts in unfiltered, unadulterated, unhindered, undignified praise, Exaltation and adoration of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on, can you? Can you? Come on, just 10 more seconds. Lift up your voice like a trumpet in Zion. Lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up. We've already been told that God is in control. Hashem is in control. Come on, whatever it is you're facing, what you're going through, come on, the truth has already been made known. God is in control. Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh God, this house, this ministry before you. In Jesus' name we pray for the EACM. We pray for every minister, every ministry gift. Hallelujah. Every church and parachurch in the name of Jesus. We pray for every chaplain, every FRCIAC chaplain in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray in Jesus' name for our leaders. Apostle C and Sister C. And Lord, as we lift them up before you. We pray especially for Jew 
June 6th when they will be here. June 6th that there would be a mighty move of God. June 6th when there would be mighty deliverances. June 6th when there would be miracles, signs, and wonders. We declare it. We speak it forth. We decree it. Miracles, signs, and wonders. June 6th. God have your way here. We lift that service up before you in advance. We lift our leaders up, oh God. We pray for Pastor Gardner and Sister Gardner in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah for destiny schools of ministry. We pray for every facet, every arm, every branch of this ministry and this house, Lord. We speak blessing and strength, anointing and grace, Lord, to every area, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, we pray now in Jesus' name for our leaders, Bishop and Dr. Cheryl. We lift them up before you. We lift them up and speak blessing. We lift them up and speak strength, courage, encouragement, strategies, wisdom, endurance, grace, 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 and more grace over every area of their lives, over all that you've given them, over all that's in their heart to do, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for this house. Thank you for the explosion that's taking place. Thank you for new birth. Thank you for exponential growth. Thank you for help more than enough. Thank you for servants more than enough. Thank you, Lord, for supplying, support, provision, resources more than enough. And Lord, we praise you in advance. We give you glory and honor for it now. Come on, everybody that agrees, lift your voice just one more time and shout out to the Lord. Maybe you can't understand it and you can't feel it, but I'm telling you, hell's knees is knocking. Glory to God. Lift your voice. Our tithes and our offerings. And God, we just thank you right now that we're excited about Jesus. So God, we give back to you what's yours. And we thank you for what you give back to us. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The second offering is for benevolence. So give as liberally as you can. If you're at home and we love you, Facebook family and online family, we just encourage you to press that donate button and give today because everyone here and you at home are excited about Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on down. Log that song up for later, for the close, okay? Praise the Lord. He, how many know he's not forgotten us? Amen. Father, we thank you for today. Already for the impartation of your spirit, for your joy, for your exuberance, your presence among us. We bless the people within the sound of our voice. We ask you to open our hearts, open our ears, give us eyes to see and ears to hear, a heart that comprehends the things of the Spirit. May the word not just come to us, but be creative within us and take life and give birth. Bless the word this morning and the ministry in Jesus' name.
Amen. A couple announcements starting uh, next week. Pastor Pam and Dr. Scott and Pastor Scott, they're both pastors. And Dr. Scott, would you stand up, please? They are officially our new member pastors and visitor pastors. Amen. <laughs> Sunday morning or Sunday night, if you have a desire to be part of this church, see them. If you're a visitor, if you can't see me or my wife, see them. Amen. They're here to greet you and encourage you and help you with anything that you may need to know about. Amen. So make a point. Dr. Scott and Pastor Pam, glad to have you aboard. Amen. Also, I just want to say, don't miss next week, Sunday morning and Sunday night. Make every effort. Uh, he comes out usually once a year, maybe twice, but he hasn't been here because of last year's COVID. Dr. Kenneth Tracy will come. He's the kindest speaker after you see him speak. Say, I wish I would have brought my brother. I wish I would have brought my sister. I wish I would have brought my neighbor. And you didn't. So I'm telling you now ahead of time to invite them to come. And they will not be the same. He has a way of moving your faith to believe in a great God. He motivates your faith. So come out here and see this awesome man of God, my spiritual father, uh, for 34, since we started the church in January of 89, he came in September, and ever since then, he's been our overseer. So don't miss him. I talk to him every couple weeks, sometimes once a week. He's excited, and he's coming here loaded with both barrels. Amen? Amen. I promise you, you will not be dissatisfied. Make the sacrifice to be here Sunday morning and Sunday night. And Sunday night, after Sunday night service, the reception for all chaplains and the ACM ministers up in the fellowship hall will be a reception. So join us next Sunday morning and Sunday night. Don't miss these services. Amen. Give a Lord a clap offering. Amen. And be in prayer. Be awesome. in prayer for a word that he'll have to speak to our church and to our heart and what God will have to say. Dr. Cheryl? Also, uh, we're still receiving letters. If you can write a little letter to the uh, young people at the jail and at the um, youth homes, I'm still taking those letters, and you're going to address them to hello or dear friend, and they're giving them out, and already I got a praise report from the chaplain there that it's doing a phenomenal job. These boys and gals need to hear from us. Amen. They've not had visitors. They couldn't even have family all through COVID. So uh, it, it's still not open. They're still not receiving any people. So um, our own team can't go in yet, but they are mailing the letters to them, and it's blessing them. So if you can throw a letter together, it would just be a blessing, and uh, you can give it directly to me, drop it off at the office. And then we just have uh, a new ministry uh, under the uh, inspiration of uh, Reverend Doris Collins from this congregation, and it's called the Fellowship Cafe. And so it's part of Evangel, and if you'd like to be a part, we have one coming up. You'll see the brochures, the flyers out in the lobby, June 19th, 1130 to 1. And it's just a good time of fellowship and a time to get together. Amen? All right. We have some visitors with us, Cheryl. Would you introduce them? Amen. We thank God for our visitors. 
Amen. These came all the way from Florida. Woo! Senior assistant pastors in Winter Haven, Florida. Uh, someone that's very special to us. Her and her husband and their daughter. Would you introduce them, Dr. Cheryl? Amen. Pastor Catherine and Pastor Les uh, are here from the, our church in uh, Winter Haven, Axe Ministries, and they brought their beautiful daughter. And we're just excited. Would you stand, please? And Pastor Catherine, Kenya. Come on. Come on. Come on, Come on, y'all. Good morning. It's always good to be at home. This is my second home away from home. And I love Bishop and Dr. Cheryl. They just mean so much to me. I call them my grandparents. My parents in Florida are uh, Apostle Alonzo T. Gay Sr. and Dr. Sandra R. Gay. Y'all know them. They are my parents. These are my godparents. These are my grandparents. It's so good to be in church. It's always good to be in the house of the Lord. Awesome worship, awesome presence of God. And I just greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God is doing some good things. Even though there's a pandemic in the natural, there's not a pandemic in the spirit of God. So evangelize, say get ready because God's about to turn open the doors and loose it. And the revolving door is going to open up again. People are going to come into this house of worship and they're going to gather in by the hundreds. I hear the Lord saying. So get ready for a revival that's going to happen at Evangel because God has great things for this house. God has great things in store for Roseville, Michigan. So get ready, kick your shoes off and know that you're at home, that you're in the presence of God when you're here at Evangel because even though there's a natural pandemic, there is no pandemic in the spirit of God. God. Whatever the enemy says, the fear and the anxiety has got to cease and people have got to rip the mask off and say this is the year of the pay. We're going to open up our mouth. We're going to decree and declare God's word that this house will be filled. It shall be filled. They're coming in from the north, south, east and the west. How dare the devil try to stop the house of God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, pastors. Amen. I just want to make mention that this week coming, as of Friday morning, actually Friday morning, uh, will not be available until Wednesday morning. This is my time with my overseer. If there's a situation, you'll have to call one of the staff, and one of the staff pastors will call you. So any emergencies will be directed, will be taken care of, but me and Cheryl will not be available. This is my time with my bishop. Amen? Amen. Can I ask you? So from Friday to, he leaves Tuesday evening, so Friday to Wednesday morning, me and her will not be available. But I have pastors that will handle emergency situations. Amen? Amen. It's my time to get poured into on a face-to-face basis. Um, we've got just a few more days. The office will be closed tomorrow, but we'll be open on Tuesday. I just got a few more days to get this place in shape. Again, I need to ask one last time for volunteer help this week. Number one, outside maintenance, and two, phone calls. Amen? Can I get a show of hands of people that sit this week? Thank you. Thank you again. Who else? Two, three. 
four, five, six, seven, eight. Praise the Lord. See me after church in my office so I can know what days you can be here and what times. Amen. Uh, we need to get the outside cleaned up a little bit more. Excellent job, but we got a little bit more to go, and we've got some phone calls to make this week. Amen? To get prepared. So. And then if you are interested and you want to look at your neighbor and say, spring into health. Okay, just like you take care of your spirit man, you got to take care of this natural man. Amen? And uh, one of our very own, Tiffany Stevens. Tiff, are you sitting here this morning? Okay, she is doing training, and you can have your own personal trainer, and uh, it doesn't cost you anything, and if you are interested in that, she can give you all kinds of information about reducing sugar, fat, uh, drink options, healthy options in your lifestyle, physical activity, uh, and so all you need to do is see me in the office and I'll give you one of these brochures, but she's awesome. She works directly with Michigan State University. So don't miss that opportunity. Live stream folks, we're so glad you joined us and you too are a part of this house and you too can spring into hell. Just let me know. Amen. Amen. Thank you for all for being here this morning. Do we have any visitors here this morning? Would you please yeah. just wave your hands at us? We want to acknowledge you this morning. Stand up, stand up. Amen. Stand welcome, up. welcome, welcome, welcome. So glad you are here. Woo! Love it. Thank you, Jesus. Glad uh, you're here. Join us after service. Greet the pastors here, and we have some goodies for all of us here after some bottle of water and some cookies and other things Amen. to fellowship with. Amen. Today is a special day. It's known as Memorial Day. And um, I want to show this clip. And I'm going to ask David Cook if he'd come up here. Officer, would you come up? And I'd like you to pray for the military. Do we have any military here today? Former military, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard. Amen. I'm going to play this clip. And then after the clip, David, after the clip, come on up here. After the clip, would you pray? Would you roll the clip, please? Let's remember... Our military. Remember me. I am the fallen soldier, sailor, airman, and marine. I am the one that held the line. Sometimes I volunteered. Sometimes I went because I was told to go. As technology advanced, I used night vision goggles and global positioning systems and drones and lasers and thermal optics. But it was still me, a human being that did the work. It was me that patrolled up the mountains or across the desert or through the streets. It was me that suffered in the merciless heat and the bitter cold. It was me that went out night after night 
to confront our nation's enemies and confront evil face to face. It was me. Remember me. I was a warrior. But also remember that I was not only a warrior. I was not just a soldier, sailor, airman, or marine. That I was a son, a brother, a father. I was a daughter, a sister, a mother. I was a person like you, a real person with hopes and dreams for the future. I, the soldier, sailor, airman, or marine, I stood my ground and sacrificed my life, my future, my hopes, my dreams. I sacrificed everything. There was no cover for you. and no escape. The soldier wearing this the helmet Memorial camera Day, went down. Remember me, the fallen warrior. And remember me not for my sake, but for yours. Remember what I sacrificed so you can truly appreciate the incredible treasures you have. Life. Liberty. The pursuit of happiness. You have the joys of life, the joys that I gave up, so that you can relish it. Remember them always. And make every day Memorial Day. Let us extend our hands to the cross, David. All right, on behalf of the church, Bishop and Dr. Pispo, I'd like to thank you for the honor of praying for the fallen soldiers. Yeah. As a veteran and Purple Heart recipient, I understand their sacrifice. Yeah. Hallelujah. Woo! And with that, I'd like to bow our heads. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for giving them the courage. The courage to face their fears. To know that they are not alone. To know that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. That he will never leave them or forsake them. And that they can do the things that they have to do, that they must do, and to help them to deal with the things that they've had to do, to deal with those as they live on. Help the soldiers that have come back home, the ones that have not fallen. Let them know also that he won't leave them either or forsake them. Help to comfort them in their darkest days, that they always have a friend in God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Cheryl, would you read this about an interview with the Navy SEAL? Dana Perino of Fox News corresponded describing an interview that she had recently had with the Navy SEAL. After discussing all the countries he had been to, she asked if they had to learn all these different languages. He said, oh, no, ma'am. We don't go there to talk. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you know we're running a race? Life is a race. Look at your neighbor this morning and say, life is a race. Life is a race. 
That's right. Run the race this morning. Let's turn to a familiar passage of Scripture, the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Wherefore. What? what, what? Oh, I don't know. What's the first word? Wherefore. Another version says, therefore. So that's really referring to the chapter before it. And anybody knows that chapter 11 Hebrews is what, is it called the what chapter? The what? Faith, faith chapter. Awesome. All those that lived by faith, operated in faith, walked in faith, conquered territories by faith, 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 faith. faith. Wherefore, therefore. Go ahead. Seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Go ahead. And the sin. Which doth so easily beset us. And the, the sin. The is good, but the sin. Thank you. That so easily besets us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Go back to the first part of this verse. Voicing, we have also, our comes about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let's lay aside every weight. Now, I was taught, and it, it is proper exegesis to look at it this way, that all the dead saints are up in heaven looking down at us. Sure. They're a cloud of witnesses watching us run the race of life. Yeah. Eh, that's one way to look at it. But let me show you Another way that some of the people interpret the Greek to mean it this way. But what's correct? As the Lord leads you. Who do you think wrote Hebrews? Was it Paul? Or was it not Paul? Your choice. One of the interpretations in the Greek is not them looking at us. But the witnesses that are up there are witnessing the greatness and the goodness of God and the mercy and grace of God. They're witnessing in heaven for eternity the almighty God and praising him. Looking up instead of looking down at us. It's focused on him, not us. That's another way to look at it. Which one's correct? As the Lord leads you, everybody say amen. Therefore, faith. Verse 2. Let us lay aside every weight. Every weight. And the sin. Say the sin. the sin. You'll find in your life there are certain sins. Now I know all alcohol, drugs, all this stuff is sin. The sin. There's one particular sin that will nag you and stay with you. Can anybody identify with that? It's over and over. You keep asking for mercy. You keep asking for grace. You keep fighting. You keep trying to overcome that the sin. There's a the sin. Just change that word from the to the. And it pops out at you. Amen? And it's something you may struggle with for many, many years. And it will teach you the grace and mercy and the love of a forgiving God when you seek him. The sin. Not just a sin or the sin, but the sin. 
And I believe every one of us has a the sin. It could be our attitude. It could be the way we look at things. It could be something we watch on television. It could be television. It could be social media. It could be gossip. It could be talking too much. And you battle with it over and 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 over again. It's the sin. But thank God it's covered by the mercy and grace of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Every one of us is given a race to run. So listen, does God not want us to compare? No, he does not. Stop comparing yourself with other people. Just be who God called you to be. Because your race isn't the same as everyone else's race. Amen. Hello? Your race is individual to you. That's really important because God calls us to do three things. Find, fulfill, and follow. Three things in this race so that you can get to your destiny, your future. Find. you got to find out what God's will for your life is. Not Susie next door or Sam down here. Your, your destiny. Your race. Find it. Fulfill it. Fulfill it. Say, God, every day, God, I want to fulfill what you've given me to do. And follow, follow whatever he tells you. Follow him. That means you got to have constant communion with him. Got to be constantly talking to God. How many of you are hearing that this morning? Amen. And so it's a process. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm in the process. <laughs> say, I don't seem to ever stop being processed. Ain't that the truth? When you think you've arrived, God shows you you ain't so arrived. God shows you you just got a little more ways to go. We're talking about the race of life. He didn't say, walk. He didn't say, pace yourself. He said, run the race of life. There's something about that word run. Some people just like to jog. Some people like to walk fast. He said, run! Everybody say, put your hands together. Say, run! Say, run! He didn't say sit on the couch and eat bonbons. And watch TV. And wait for the by and by. So you have to enter the race. The first way you enter the race is you have to be born again. You have to get saved. You have to repent of your sins. Then, to go further in a race, you need the Holy Spirit baptism. Speaking in tongues. But you have to enter the race By giving your life to the Lord. By crying out, 
Say, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I need you, Jesus, to change my life. In fact, let's do it right now. Yes. Right here, right now. Bow your heads. Maybe you're here this morning and you've not entered the race of life yet. Life is just something that goes on by. Or you are born again, but you're not running. You're just walking. You're just jogging in life. Those are healthy exercises, but they're not the race of life. So, Father, I pray for the conviction power of the Holy Spirit to come upon us. To bring us up higher in you. Bless the people with the sound of my voice. Pray with me, all of you. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. For dying for me. For dying for at, me. Calvary. at Calvary. I ask you. I ask for mercy and grace. For mercy and grace. And grace. And grace. To help run the race. To help run the race. I ask. I ask for the gift of repentance. For the gift of repentance. I make a decision. I make a decision to turn from my sins, to turn from my and sins. to turn from these sins. And to turn from these sins. Lord, Lord, I need you. I need you. I need your love. I need your love. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. And acceptance. And acceptance. Thank you. Thank you for dying for me at Calvary. For dying for me. At and rising from the dead. And rising from for the Jesus. Dead. Jesus is my Lord and God. Is my Lord and God. Amen. Hallelujah. Give a Lord a clap offering. One more thing. Say, Lord, Lord this, morning, this morning, I rededicate my life, I rededicate my life back, to you. back to you. Amen. When we enter the process, that first thing is to get in the race. Just like Bishop said, you got to get in the race, get saved. Or however you recognize it, you got to give your heart to Christ. How many of you know we don't... There's no, no purpose in this life without Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's look at 1 Corinthians 9, 24. And 25. Oh, and 25. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run their very best to win, but only one receives the prize? Say very best. Run your race in such a way that you may seize the prize and make it yours. Now, every athlete who goes into training and competes in the games is disciplined and exercises self-control in all things. Say self-control in all things. Does that mean social media? Does that mean food? Uh oh, I'm stepping on some toes now. Does that mean the words that you speak? They do it to win a crown that withers, but we do it to receive an imperishable crown that cannot wither. The amplified version brings it a little different flavor here. The KJV. You run a race. You endure. Does that sound like sweat? Running the race? Enduring? Give it all you got? You might sweat. Oh, that can't be God. 
That can't be God. I just don't have peace about that. I just, that, that can't be God exerting all that energy. I can just float around in God. He says, run the race right, to, win. to win. That's right. Give everything you've got. You got one shot at life. And remember, however you live this life, plans where you will spend eternity, your position in heaven. So waste your time on television. Waste your time in front of an idiot box. There are some good things, Christian programming. But if you want to waste your time in stuff that has nothing of eternal value, and sit down, how can you as a Christian that wants to win the prize? I'm not talking about being born again. I'm not talking about fire insurance. I'm talking about the prize of the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. I just don't want to get in. I want to fulfill my destiny. And when you run, you're going to have to sweat. You're going to have to sacrifice. Let me bring it home to you. Sacrifice in serving. Sacrifice in giving. Sacrificing commitment. Sacrificing giving up some of the pleasures of this life. Sacrifice in church attendance. Sacrifice in the things that you may desire that aren't necessarily sin, but are time wasters. How many hear what I'm saying? You know, uh, we... we, uh, one of the things I enjoy doing is eating out. You know, uh, up until the pandemic, I saw some absolute miracles during the pandemic. How about you? you know. And uh, can I share a little bit? He's referring to that I cooked. Yet, <laughs> that was the greatest miracle I saw during the pandemic. <laughs> Now, you understand that we eat, until the pandemic came in 2020, we ate two, maybe three meals a year at home. A year. Three. Now, I didn't mind it because she works 12, 14 hours along with me. I don't mind. But three meals a year. So we eat out a lot. We don't eat out at the, always at the steakhouse. He was shocked. That I knew how to cook. Yes. And the pandemic hit. I saw miracle after miracle after miracle. Every day. Every day was a miracle in my house. I believe in miracles. I saw it. I witnessed to it. After, wait a minute. After 34 years of marriage. Three meals a year. Maybe four. Holidays. That was included in the three. We out all the time. Let's go on. I'm going to get in trouble if I stay here. If I stay here too long, I'll get in trouble. So, um, I can remember when I was studying for this, that first part of the process, getting in the race, I can remember I was in my late teens. And uh, I have danced all my life since I was three. And in my late teens, 
I was nominated to enter the Miss Dance of Michigan pageant. And I just thought, wow, this is so awesome. But the blood, the sweat, and the tears. Man, I mean, my teacher, I had a new teacher, and he was from Canada. So I would have to go to Canada three times a week, and I would have to exercise every day and rehearsals. And I thought, this ain't so great anymore. And watch what I ate. And uh, the Lord spoke to me. And uh, I knew Jesus back then, too. And he said, I did tell you to get in this race. And I said, thanks. <laughs> he said, but you're not going to win. And I said, okay, I'm sure there's purpose here. He said, you'll be one of the four finalists, but you won't win. So he never said much after that, and I thought, what am I doing all this for? Why am I spending all this money, lessons, rehearsals, evening gowns, you know, dance routines? And so I just pressed through because that was what God told me to do. How many of you have ever done that in faith? You just keep pressing through. So I went through the pageant, and it happened just like he said. I was one of the finalists. And so everybody kept saying to me, how come you have so much peace through this thing? You're not nervous. You know, even to the girls that I was competing with, there was 50 of us, and uh, they just kept saying, how come you don't, you don't even care? And I said, it's all Jesus. It's just all Jesus. They go, oh, I'm so sure. And I said, okay, well, let me share with you. I'm not going to win. And some of the girls were like, that can't be. How would you know? Did somebody tell you? I said, no, Jesus told me. Well, by the end of the pageant, it came out exactly as, they said, as God told me. And he spoke something to me. He said, you ministered to these folks. And he says, it's not the plan I have for your life. Mm -hmm. He said, this is just one of the races. But it's not the plan. And I'll never forget that as long as I live because I still had to run a race. I still had to sweat. I still had to be uh, anxious and be upset or be happy or whatever. I had to go the whole thing. Why? Because God showed me even in this teaching, he says that you're going to experience some things in the classroom but then some things are in everyday life that are part of the race. Mm -hmm. Are you getting it yet? Yes. Some of us are in this life and we're getting the lessons as we go. But it's all good because he's in control. Man, that's awesome. He's in control. You heard it in the prophetic. You heard it in uh, the worship. God's in control. We don't got to understand everything. We just got to be obedient, get in the race, find, fulfill, follow. Hello? See, we got to pursue holiness. That's right. Run that race of holiness. We got to resist temptation. That's right. We got to fight the enemy, amen? 
and not give in to the temptations of the flesh. We've got to mortify the flesh and the deeds of the flesh. It's not that we're born again and we got the Holy Ghost and we got water baptized and we're in a local church and everything is good. Now I can just sit back and wait for Jesus to return. That's not the race of life. If you want to fulfill your destiny and call, the purpose why you're birthed to this earth is going to require sacrifice and serving and sweat and giving up and pursuing and giving up and praying and reading and seeking God and shutting off the box and and focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. I know some of you don't like to hear this, but you just thought that now that you're born again, now that you've got the Holy Ghost, you're just waiting for Jesus to come back. Just coast on the cloud to heaven. Well, that's what I thought the first year I was born again. Everybody say amen. But that isn't what life's about. Amen? Second, persist in the face of resistance. Yes. Press, persist. In the face of resistance. Okay, look at this. 2 Timothy 4, 7. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I I fought a good fight. When you fight, does that mean you exert energy? Yep, you sure do. But you don't have to be perfect. Look at your neighbor and say, you don't have to be perfect. You just got to persist. How many of you haven't done it perfect? It's okay. Look at your neighbor and say, it's okay. Persist. Persist in those resistance. You ever hear that saying, all good things are upstream. All good things are upstream. How many of you have found going up a hill is harder than coming down the hill? Amen. Isn't that true? I was in Haiti, and the pastor's house ended up being at the top of the hill. And I was at the bottom of the hill in a dress. It was Sunday church, and I wore high heels. And you know that's the truth. I climbed that hill in my high heels. Amen. Because good things are at the top. Wrestling against principalities. Pulling down strongholds. That's right. That means exerting energy. Something is required of you than just giving your heart to Jesus. That's the starting point. That's how you enter the race. Now that you've entered the race, it's a race of endurance, soldiering, fighting, Battling. Amen? But know in your back pocket is mercy and grace. The twin sisters. Amen? And part of that struggle is spending time with God. That's a battle. Spend time with God. You think, well, you know, if I was so in love with God, why is it such a battle? Because everything good is upstream. So you spend that time with God and it just gets better and better and better. And you want more and more. Mm -hmm. And he changes you in that persistence. Look at your neighbor and say, I will not give up. 
I will not give up. That's right. Keep pressing. Keep pressing toward God. Keep reading. Grab a scripture. If I'm my way out the door and I've only got a few minutes, I grab a scripture and just start memorizing it. I want to do anything that will slap that devil right in the face. Persistence. Persist. In the face of resistance. That's right. Amen. Give you another principle. Number three. Order over perfection. Say that. Say order, order. over perfection. That's part of the race. Order over perfection. What does that mean? It means God don't want you to be perfect. He's not looking for you to be perfect because you're made perfect in Jesus' righteousness. But God's saying, get your life in order. There should be growth on the way to maturity. Order. Five areas that your life that you should work on constantly keeping in order. What are they? Family. Feelings. Faith. Friends and finances. Work on keeping those in order. Your family. Listen, we all know that sometimes it gets out of order. But God says, God first. Family second. That mate is not on the bottom of the list. That mate is under Jesus Christ. Those kids are under that mate in Jesus Christ. Then all the other stuff that seems so important. Don't neglect that. Get the family important. To me, I'm at an area and stage of my life where my family is important to me. Because God told me, first him, then your kids. So I will move heaven and earth to help my kids, and to be there for my mate. And then everything else can fall into place. Does that make sense? And then how about your faith? That needs to be in order. That means I'm not standing in faith for a brand new Mercedes when I already got a perfectly good car. Hello. I'm not saying it's wrong to want and have a Mercedes. But where are your priorities, your order? You don't got a place to live, but you want a Mercedes. <laughs> Hello. How about friends? Get that in order. Who are you hanging with? Who are you hanging with? Who's influencing you instead of you influencing them? Uh-oh. God may move some folks out of your life. Let them go. Bye, Felicia. Bye. <laughs> Hello. Order, order, perfection. Finances. Finances. That's another one. Get your finances in order. Don't expect God to pour out incredible money in your hands when you're not faithful. When you don't tithe. When you don't give. Give. Just give. Don't worry about it. Listen, your giving reflects your heart attitude toward God. And it ain't even about money. It's just, what's your attitude? He's not a bill every month. 
He's God. You've got to get order, order, order. Don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. Keep things as best you can in order. Will things get out of order sometimes? Probably. Look at your neighbors. I'm in the process. But it gets better and better and better. Order over perfection. Here's another way to look at it. He knows we're going to mess up. He knows you're going to slip and slide. Even those of you that are committed. Even those of you that read, pray, seek God, go to church. He knows every once in a while you're going to slip up. Maybe not drugs or alcohol or watching porn, but little things. Your attitude. Mm -hmm. The words that you speak. The way you speak to your mate. And the proper order is that when you do that, stop right there. Lord, I messed again. Forgive me. Change that in me. Change that. I don't want to do that again. Thank you, Lord, for mercy and grace. Amen. Instant prayer, flash prayer that puts you back yeah. in the divine order. Amen. That's good. Over perfection, you'll never get it all out 100%. He got all your sin out through the mercy and grace of Christ. But as long as you live in this human body, every once in a while, you may say something. Husbands and wives, you're talking and you say something, you wish you could have taken those words back. Did you ever say that every once in a while? You do so good for so long, and all of a sudden, out it comes. Wish I could grab it back. I'm going to pay a price for those words. Amen? <laughs> right then there you say, you stop. You do what I call a flash prayer. Lord, forgive me. I messed up again. Thank you for mercy and grace. Amen. Under the blood of ghosts. That's proper order over 100% perfection. Amen? Promote growth. The last <coughs> part of the process. <coughs> promote growth. John Maxwell said most people live and die in a non-growth environment. Wow. So as I began to study that, it's so true. We go to school and we graduate from high school and most folks most graduate from high school and go immediately into some form of job. Some go into higher learning, but some go and stay at the same thing for the rest of their lives. And they might look at you later on in retirement and say, oh, I got 40 years of experience in blah, blah, blah. No, you probably had one year of growth and the rest 39, you just tooled along. Right? They didn't learn nothing. They just kept doing the same thing every day. God wants you to stay in an attitude of never-ending learning. Keep going. Keep learning. Keep growing, especially in your walk with him. Don't get stagnant because then you get critical. Then you get judgmental. Then you get kind of bitter and angry because it didn't go the way you thought it should. But when you're ever learning and pursuing God and going after him, he changes things up on you. 
How many of you know he changes stuff on you? You're tooling along. You think, oh, I got this now, God. And all of a sudden, change. Well, I thought I had it. But it's a good thing because you keep on growing. All right, let's look at Hebrews 6.12. See, you want to live a life that just keeps on growing. Look at this. That you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Faith and patience. I love the way this rabbi put it. In Hebrew, the word faith is emunah. E-M-U-N-A-H. And he said it this way. He goes, let us strengthen our emunah, our faith, and see through the natural way of the world to realize who's really in charge. (laughs) And to understand that all things, all things are totally in the hands of God. That's faith. Faith is all things are in God's hands. No matter what. That causes us to grow. Through faith and patience. Faith and patience. You inherit the promises of God. We're not talking about entering the race. We're talking about fulfilling our destiny. We're talking about running and winning the race of life with God and the Holy Spirit. It's going to require faith and patience. Oh, yes, love and forgiveness. And, but he focuses on these two, running the race. There's a former wonderful racehorse called Seabiscuit. And I want to run a clip from the movie. It was a wonderful movie that um, Walt Disney put out about racing. Amen? So if I draw your attention to the screen, they begin to play this clip, and we prepare to close.
Nice ride, Johnny. Everybody thinks we found this broken down horse and fixed him, but we didn't. He fixed us. Every one of us. And I guess in a way, we kind of fixed each other too. Biscuit, known as a horse that comes from behind. He was one of the few horses in history that was a triple crown winner. Three races, he took first place. The Belmont, the Kentucky Derby, And he won the Triple Crown three separate races. An awesome horse that wasn't expected to win. Usually came from behind. I know I came from behind in life. Even after I was a Christian, I was a wounded warrior. Many of us are wounded warriors. We have hurts, we have wounds, we have scars, and we have needs. What we need is more of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. We need to sacrifice to win the race. We need to cry out to God as soldiers and say, God, whatever it takes, train me. Whatever it takes, I'm going to run with everything I've got. I'm going to pursue you. My entire heart, Lord. I want nothing between us but love. 
for the Savior. As we close this morning, I want to do something similar to a few weeks ago, but with a different perspective. I know faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. To increase your faith, you need more word in you. Preached, heard, spoken, word, word, word. But there's also an indication by laying of hands, we've all been given a measure of faith. And we stir up that faith by laying out of hands. So this morning I want to do two things and make available a third. One, we want to pray for those of you that have been wounded in the race of life. You've been hurt, you've been rejected. It was by me and Cheryl, we asked for forgiveness. But some people pick up church hurts. Some people are easily offended. Some people are just scarred from childhood. God spoke to me in prayer this morning, early, early this morning, that he was going to do a supernatural work and remove some of those hurts. And at the same time, they'll stir up your faith by the end of hands. Afterwards, if you desire the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking tongues, see us and we will pray for you. So I'm going to ask us all to stand. Is Elder Sharon here? Elder Sharon Smith? Thank you, David, for praying. Raise your hand, David. Any of you need to sell a house or buy a house? He does several jobs, but one of them is a real estate salesman. He's a good Christian brother. Amen? So see him if you need to sell a house or buy a house. I'm sure he'll be of help.